wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for November 15th, 2018. I laugh because I just got the date wrong as we originally recorded this. I'm on the line, Mr. Marceau. No introduction needed. The guy's back for the first time since SummerSlam weekend to help me break down both TakeOver War Games 2 and Survivor Series this Sunday. Before I crack up in laughter anymore, RJ, welcome back to the show. How you doing, my man? I'm doing wonderful tonight. A little late, a little bit past my bedtime, but... Always stay up for GSM. How tired can you be coming off that Red Sox World Series win, which you were involved in? I saw the video. I saw the evidence. You were there. You were going crazy, even bigger than the Hardy Boys return at WrestleMania 33. How can anything be more tiring than that, my friend? It was it was extremely tiring. Going to L.A. for like 24 hours, I was jet-lagged for like a week. But uh, <laughs> it's finally recovered, but I'm doing good now, so... Los Angeles a few weeks ago, New York perhaps in a couple short months for uh, WrestleMania 35. Is that still on the books? That's the plan. WrestleMania 35? We'll see. We'll see. I know you were at WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, and now in the uh, New Jersey, New York area, the dump that is Newark um, is going to be WrestleMania 35 hosting. So we'll see how that is. If only, hey, you know what? I might wait to get my tickets until Ronnie versus Becky Lynch is announced. We'll say because that's the only match I want to see on that show. I give I could give zero shits about seeing the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels part fifty five. That's exactly fitting because that's their age. I give no shits about anything else on that card, but Ronnie versus Becky, which we'll talk all about here today on the show. Coming off what was a very newsworthy week in the world of WWE. Um, obviously we're talking only Takeover and Survivor Series and. We'll intersplice some thoughts in Raw and SmackDown from this past week that helped build up the card that we are seeing on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Before we get any further here with their predictions for either show, people could check out full episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. Um, WrestleRant Radio, you can review the show, rate the show, subscribe to the show. You get every... New episode on Thursdays, and every archived episode as well, dating back to the show's debut in October 2013, featuring many, many classic shows, with the one and only, the one and only, not Ricochet, but Mr. Marceau RJ, um, on many, many shows in the WrestleRant Radio archives, so check those archives, listen to them on iTunes, check them out on NextDoorWrestling.net, including the old uh, Marceau Masterpieces as well, when's the next Marceau Masterpiece we're going to get, RJ? I have no idea. I'm fucking busy as shit, kid. <laughs> Kid's turning 25 this coming Friday. Um, so remind me how old I am now. <laughs> uh-huh. The uh, what is it? The um, the silver anniversary? Is that what people call it? I don't know. What's what's what are, what are people calling the big 25? That's all I know. What'd you say? I said halfway to death, that's all I know. <laughs> halfway to death, he says. If that was the case, an Undertaker would be well past dead right now. And I'm not talking about the dead man gimmick either, but 
Holy shit. Any plans for the big B-Day, aside from uh, just chilling out and working? Yeah, I'll probably go out to dinner, but besides that, I don't have anything, too, uh, anything crazy planned to work on Saturday, so... Get to work on Saturday morning? Will you be around for takeover that night, or no? I'm working just, like, the day, so I'll be... Uh, I, I don't know if I'll watch it live, but I'll probably watch it. I'll probably... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, quick question for you before we get started with the actual predictions... Do you think this might be one of the strongest takeovers that we have seen in some time, just based off the build and the potential of the event on paper? Yeah, I think I think they always have a good chance for uh, when it comes to NXT to have a great card. I think, like you said on paper, I think it has a really good shot to be a great show. Only four matches, so that's kind of not really, con- I wouldn't say concerning, definitely, but uh, different. They usually have at least five, uh, but I guess with four we can definitely guarantee that all of them will get the appropriate amount of time. Won't rush through anything. And I think all four matches will be very well, very good. So, uh, I think it's good that they gave them the four matches. And like you said, uh, give them half amount of time. So not to worry about anything getting rushed. Well, of course you are our signature NXT correspondent here on the show, heading into every single takeover. I can't think of a show that we've done that we're, we, we did not review the takeovers or rather preview the takeover cards. I know we did it for, uh, Chicago real quick before the event. We did it for Brooklyn. We did it for New Orleans. I know we did it for Philly before we were there. Um, any any plans of going to another takeover over WrestleMania weekend next year, RJ? I think it'll be that's something that I'm definitely gonna think about. It could be in the cards. Depending on how much money I blow on the WrestleMania tickets, I'll say. But uh definitely be interesting going to next year, Brooklyn. Uh WrestleMania weekend just depends on He'll be in town at that point if I'm only going to come up for Sunday. So that's when I stop the. Well, we still sh- have to look at the itinerary, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. But I think there's a big plus. Our our advantage is that we don't have to play for a we don't have to pay for a plane either, which is a big plus. That that was a lot of money when I went to Orlando. So that's one less thing I'm paying for this time around, which I'm looking forward to. Hey, what about what about any interest in going to um MSG? See Kenny Omega and um Kota Bushi and fucking uh, Okada. I don't get time for that shit. No time for that shit, he says. Wow, no time for that shit. Shitting all over the G1 Climax. I don't think uh, a lot of the fans out there aren't going to be happy to hear that. Oh, well. Do you think a lot of... Do you think Okada can make it into the NXT Hall of Fame someday? (laughs) 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 Yeah, he'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame with uh, Undisputed Era after they win their second uh, consecutive (laughs) war games. Gotta check out hashtag AskGSM from the past two weeks for that reference, folks. Cheap plug, but uh, let's get started here. Before we get to the first match, I gotta ask you the obligatory question, RJ. As I ask you every single fucking takeover, any chance of a special appearance on this show? I mean, the last takeover, we saw the debut of Matt Riddle. The takeover before that, we saw the debut of Keith Lee. Is there really anyone else left to clinch from any major organization that's not under contract, RJ? Does anyone come to mind as a potential... Um, pop-up that we could see at War Games on Saturday in the crowd? Um, I'm not, like, big into the indie scenes. Like, I don't really have anyone in particular. I don't know. I've seen rumors, like, they're trying to sign, like, Rhodes and all of them. So, like, that's a possibility. I think it's very unlikely. But, I don't know. I really, like I said, I really don't feel independent scene enough to say that there's definitely going to be someone that I could pick out that they're going to possibly sign. Maybe, like, a high, like, women's talent. I feel like they haven't, besides Oscar, they really haven't signed, like, a high-profile, like, women's talent. They, like, show, like showcase them, but, um, yeah, I really don't have anyone in particular, but maybe, like, a high-profile woman. 
I could see that they brought in actually a lot of women that were involved in the most recent Mae Young Classic. They brought in officially Maya Yim. They signed Deanna Perrazzo. They signed um, Chelsea Green. She was not in the Mae Young Classic, but she was an Impact for a few years, a former Impact World Knockouts champion. Um, and she was, I think, a tough enough contestant a couple years ago, too. So they've actually sent a lot of women recently. Like you said, they don't really have any... I can't really think of many high-profile women's wrestlers that are out there, but it would be nice to bring in someone the same way they brought in Asuka, who is now fucking dancing on SmackDown with Naomi and making Japanese jokes and all this other dumb shit. So maybe that's for the better they don't do that again, we'll say. That's at least for the main roster's sake. But starting with TakeOver here, well, well, speaking of the women, for the NXT Women's Championship, it's a two-out-of-three falls match between Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane. These two have had great matches dating back to the first-ever finals of the Mae Young Classic last year. Sane won that match. Baszler won a rematch in NXT TV. Sane won a ever, uh, TakeOver um, Brooklyn 3 a couple, or four, 4 rather, TakeOver Brooklyn 4 a couple months ago to win the NXT Women's Championship. Baszler won the belt back, becoming the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion at Evolution. So they've been trading wins back and forth. They're two wins apiece. This is the deciding match. RJ, who walks out here, the NXT Women's Champion? Oh, this is a tough one, GSM. Um... I like their match from Evolution. Hated the interference. GSM knows me. Not a big interference guy. Especially those two dimwits that fucking interfered. Um, couldn't even tell you their names. So I could care less about them. Um, when it comes to Baszler and Zane, they've always had great matches. So I, I don't think I'm really worried about that like being an issue. I feel like they're trying to, at least on the main roster, set up the four horse one versus four horse one. So I kind of have a feeling that Baszler will lose and then eventually or soonly get called up. I don't know about the other two girls. I don't think they're ready, but... Hey, we got Nia Jax in the main roster, and she ain't ready either, so... <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? I have two more women that have no idea what the hell they're doing. Um, I'll go with Zayn, just because I'm a big fan of hers. I think her reign was very short and really didn't do anything. She beat a couple... Not, I wouldn't say jobbers, but beat two people... Beat some people that really didn't matter. I think she had a, I think she had a match with Vanessa Bourne, and then probably someone else. I think Aaliyah, Aaliyah too. <laughs> what a guess, Aaliyah. Another <laughs> oh, typical NXT jobber. But, uh, you know, she has, it wasn't really memorable because she really didn't do anything. She beat, like I said, Bourne and Aaliyah and then lost to Baszler in the rematch. So I think they give it to her and then maybe see where it goes in there. I'm not, not sure where she challenged next. I would probably say the same thing with Baszler. Maybe Dakota Kai. I think she's probably next in line. So that maybe that makes more sense. But I'm just going to go with Zane. Yeah, we talk about it with every TakeOver preview that we do. We have a very loaded women's division right now in NXT. Between Baszler, Sane, uh, we have Candice LeRae, you said Dakota Kai, Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair, all waiting in the wings for a future title shot in NXT. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Sane here, too. I think I, I thought Baszler winning at Evolution was really only to prolong the feud because Sane winning again would not warrant a third match. They were so close to TakeOver that if Sane won again, then what point is there in doing a third match or another match between the two on a takeover so I thought they booked that very well um, like I said they have great chemistry I'm sure this is going to be a great match and on a show with only four matches I hope they give this the time it deserves and I think they will the takeovers usually run around two to two and a half hours um, I could see this very well going a half hour if not longer because the two out of three falls match should realistically feel like three matches in one and I hate when they do the three falls and the first two falls are fucking like five minutes long each. Not even, like two minutes. It's like it's not realistic at all. So I'm hoping they give these two ladies time. We'll see what they do about the interference. 
Um, if Sane does indeed emerge victorious and Baszler um, falls short of victory, no longer the NXT Women's Champion, could you see a scenario, RJ, where Baszler and maybe the other two women, uh, Duke and Shafir, are called up to the main roster soon after um, TakeOver War Games 2? Yeah, I think, like you said, I think, especially with what happened on Tuesday night with Becky, like, embracing Charlotte, I guess they're they're good now. I don't, who knows? I guess they're on the same page, and, like, Sasha and, ba- and Bailey on the same page again, so I'm assuming that's what they're looking forward to. It's going to... I'm not sure if they're going to do a WrestleMania or what the plan is, but I think the 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 four v four is kind of what they're aiming for at this point with the uh, with the women's division on the main roster. I wouldn't be surprised if they got called up pretty quickly. Could you see them going to either SmackDown or Raw? Um, probably SmackDown. I don't think they'd directly be with. Eh. I don't know. Probably. Eh, eh, I guess I'd say Raw. Just because Rousey's there, without Rousey, no one's not. Most people won't know who they are. I guess they could always introduce them on SmackDown, but I think like being kind of like round as like lackeys would be a better thing than just having them kind of on SmackDown for no reason. No, I agree with that. I think SmackDown could use them more. I think SmackDown. I mean, Raw has enough women; they're just not doing enough with. They already have Sasha Banks and Bailey, who they're doing jack shit with right now. Um... But, I mean, it depends what they do with the Four Horsewomen and Four Horsewomen feed, which we'll talk about in the Survivor Series predictions. I would keep her in NXT for right now, but I could see a scenario where they get called up after TakeOver. I mean, remember, it was after TakeOver last year, we had the call-ups of two different female factions from NXT. We had Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville get called up as part of Evolution, or rather Absolution, um, on Raw, and then the Riot Squad on SmackDown. So maybe we see another women's trio debut on SmackDown or Raw after Survivor Series. I know I read a rumor shortly before we started recording saying that call-ups are expected coming out of Survivor Series weekend. I don't know who that would be, but Baszler seems to be a prime pick. I mean, I would wait until... I would wait to call her up until the time is right. Um, I would not do a Rousey-Baszler feud by any means anytime soon. I would rather align the four horsewomen before doing anything along those lines. But we'll see. I think Baszler is main roster ready. We've been singing her praises since the start of the year. I think she's had a great run in the NXT women's division. But then again, she's really kind of beaten everyone, including Nikki Cross, including including Kyrie Sane, including Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai. She's beaten everybody at one point or another. So I'm hoping um, that with a loss here that she is main roster bound before long. So the second match on the show, I kind of hesitate to call it the second match just because every match on the show feels monumental and must-see in a marquee match, like a marquee match. We got Aleister Black taking on his mystery attacker revealed, Johnny Gargano, uh, for only the second time ever in NXT's history. These two are going head-to-head. Johnny Gargano obviously undergoing a major character change in recent months after revealing himself as the attacker for Aleister Black, coming off um, a string of losses to Velveteen Dream, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and a number of others. This should be great. I watched the video package tonight on NXT. This is going to be a fucking great match. And honestly, like I said in hashtag AskGSM from this past week, this might be my favorite, most anticipated match of the weekend. The sleeper of Survivor Series weekend. So, who do you got going over here, RJ? Um, This one's a tough one, too. I think, like I said, I think go either way. Gargano pretty much is the only one that has beat Alistair clean one-on-one, so... I, and I, I don't know, with his new character resurgence, I think he might stay down in NXT longer than most people expect him to. 
So I want to say Gargano will win. So I can see Clack getting called up any day now. He, like you said, for him as well, I feel like he's, once you win the title, main title, and you lose it in NXT, it just where do you go from there? Like, you can't the chance of you going back for the title after you like lost the three match stuff? It's very unlikely. Um, I think it's gonna be Gargano. I think it'll be a great match, like you said, after Rousey and uh, Becky got like postponed or canceled. I think now I would say Gargano Black probably my most looking forward to match of the week. So um, I, I'm gonna go with Gargano. I think it'll be a great match and. I wouldn't be surprised if Black got called up to SmackDown or Raw uh, this, in the next couple coming weeks. Well, I was going to say, too, I honestly expected Black to get called up coming out of TakeOver Brooklyn 4 when he um, lost the NXT Championship to Ciampa pretty abruptly on an episode of NXT TV over the summer. He was going to get his rematch in Brooklyn. I expected him to lose there and then leave. And then, obviously, he got legit hurt. And then, you know, they did the whole mystery attacker angle, which was great. It actually led to many, many weeks of very compelling TV to see who was behind it. And I thought they did a great job with that, as only NXT would. Um, And now he's back in NXT, if only for the time being. I thought they would pull a Drew McIntyre where he gets hurt, but comes back on the main roster. Clearly, that's not the case. But Black's another guy who's been there for a year and a half. Now, Gargano's been there for fucking, like, three years. He's like the new Sami Zayn of NXT, where he might be better off never getting called up at this point. But Black, I think, might be more in line with the main roster push and main roster run before anyone else right now in NXT. I think he'd be a good fit on either brand, assuming they use him properly, and there's you know, a feud waiting for him on either show. SmackDown might be the show for him. SmackDown has a stacked roster, but at the same time, they just turned Daniel Bryan heel. They need babyfaces. They only really have AJ, Jeff Hardy, maybe Rusev, kind of, and that's about it, so... Black on SmackDown would not be a bad choice. Raw needs as much help as it can possibly fucking get right now with Owens getting hurt, Sane getting hurt, uh, Reigns getting hurt, or getting sick, rather. So Raw might need him more. But either way, I think Black is on his way out. You mentioned, too, I honestly forgot about that. Gargano is the only one to pin Black clean in that um, four-way match. I think about a year ago, right before TakeOver Philly, almost exactly a year ago when he became the number one contender to the championship. So they have that unfinished business, too. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think Gargano goes over here, continues to roll on, and I don't know where he goes. Maybe he sets his sight back on the NXT Championship. I'm not sure, but the heelish Gargano is definitely something new for his character, and I'm loving it so far, and Black continues to fucking kill it every time he's out there. So I got Gargano going over. Um, Then we get to the NXT Championship. Speaking of Tommaso Ciampa, we got Tommaso Ciampa taking on the Velveteen Dream with a gold up for grabs here. Dream's first shot at the NXT Championship. Tommaso Ciampa has been the best heel, in my opinion, in all of WWE, if not all of wrestling, since um, coming back from injury earlier this year. He's been fucking killing it. Dream is beloved right now, riding a wave of momentum. This is another match, a lot like the two previous matches and the main event, that could very well go either way. I know Ciampa's been champion now for a few months. He had the feud with Gargano. He's beaten a bunch of people on NXT TV. But it might be a little early to take that title off of him. But... If they put the belt on Dream, I don't think anyone would be opposed to it. It could be a very similar situation to what we saw last year at TakeOver War Games, where McIntyre had just become an NXT champion, but uh, he then you know, uh, went on to lose the championship to Andrade Sin Almas to TakeOver War Games. So maybe we see the same thing here. I don't think we will. I think Ciampa walks out, still the NXT champion. But what say you, RJ? Um, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think Ciampa will retain. 
wouldn't say this is the most like my most uh, anticipated title match. Uh, I really don't have a big interest in either guy. Like you said, Ciampa has been a really great heel, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a real big fan of his as well as Velveteen. So I think it'll be a great match, but I'd probably say it's probably my least anticipated championship, like NXT championship match going into a tangle. I just don't really have a huge interest in this match. Well, NXT usually does stuff for a reason. And they don't really have people lose before they have a big match like this. Yet, Dream did lose to Lars Sullivan a few weeks ago on NXT TV. Do you see Lars Sullivan playing any sort of a factor in the finish to this match? Um, I, th- I, honestly, I probably assume so. Um, I feel like they were kind of teasing for a three-way, and then they didn't do a three-way, even though he beat Velveteens, which is kind of bizarre. At least in WWE, like, logic, if you beat them, they usually include you in, like, a three-way. So I'm kind of surprised they're not doing a three-way, but maybe have like a dirty finish here and then at the next takeover include Sullivan or maybe at NXT at NXT taping have Sullivan include as well. Uh, just like I just think it's kind of a random match and just doesn't really do much for me, but I could see Sullivan uh, involving in it. Yeah, we'll see. I think Dream either way. Um, I mean, he's lost enough matches where he is due a big win eventually, but I don't think it's here. I don't think it should come at the expense of Chomp. I'm looking forward to it. I think it honestly will be a really, really good match. I never really expected a fucking Tommaso Ciampa versus Patrick Clark match to really do much for me. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really fun match. And I do expect Ciampa to retain the title, like you had said. Then we get to the main event. Again, a really short card, which is what I love about this show. Assuming they give all four matches the time they deserve. But we get to the main event, or what I assume is going to be the main event. The War Games match. The second ever one under the WWE banner in NXT. Uh, we have the Undisputed Air for the second straight year competing in War Games. This time it's a 4-on-4 match and not 3-on-3-on-3. Three on three on three. So the entire Undisputed Air, consisting of Adam Colbebe, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish, taking on the unlikely alliance of the War Raiders, the WWE United Kingdom champion Pete Dunne, and the NXT North American champion Ricochet. So, again, another match I could honestly see going either way. Undisputed Era is the formidable force. Um, they're the real faction here, not the baby faces. But then again, the baby faces could be due a victory after all the all after all the shit the heels have put them through recently. So again, I could very well see this going either way. I honestly really don't know who to pick because nothing is really gained from a win here for any of the baby faces. Like Dunn and Ricochet have already feuded with the Undisputed Air for the better part of 2018. This should probably be it. The War Raiders, I guess if they win, maybe they get another shot at the NXT Tag Titles. But if the Undisputed Era win, where do they go? Like, is Adam Cole going after the NXT Championship? I don't think so. So, I would just say the Babyfaces go over here just because Undisputed Era won in War Games last year. And there's really nothing for them to gain. If the Babyfaces win, then Dunn and Ricochet, you know, they finally get their vengeance. And then the War Raiders can go after the NXT Tag Team Titles. That's purely my logic, though, uh... Who escapes war games, RJ, as the victors on Saturday? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a tough one. I think like most of these matches can go either way. I don't think anyone have a problem either way. Um, like you said, the, the Undisputed Era put put these guys, Pants and Row, uh, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne through a lot of shit in the last couple of months. But like you said, what did they really gain by winning? If they beat Thunderstreet Era, like you said, maybe not a title match. And then, like Greg said, Ricochet. Well, if for Ricochet and Pete Dunne, I guess it's their comeuppance to Thunderstreet Era, but it's not like they win. They're the champions already, so it doesn't really do much for them. It's not like they get like a title match or anything. Um, 
But then with Undisputed Era wins, what do you, pretty much at that point, it's pretty much Adam Cole going for the title. That's pretty much the only thing else you could do from there or calling them up. But uh, I think it'll be a great match. I would go with the baby faces winning. Um, and then you probably, maybe they can do like Dunn and they'll win and then maybe they do like Dunn and Ricochet again because that match was fucking amazing. Probably the, one of the best, probably the, not if one of the best, probably the best match of the year was them two on XT TV. Even though the ending was shitty, I think I, I think I saw it coming a mile away anyways, but that match was amazing. But I'll go with the baby faces. Um, like I said, they'll, they'll win. Rowan Hansen will get their uh, rematch. Not a big fan of theirs. I've said that multiple times. But I think that she's going to die that one. I hate the Warriors. Um, but besides that, um, I think it'll be a good match. No, I agree. You've never been... The, you, at least you're consistent, though. At least you're consistent with who you like and who you don't like. You don't often... Um, Teeter back and forth between uh, whether you like someone or you don't like someone. I've, you've never been the biggest War Raiders fan, so that's been well established here on the show. I'll ask you the same question I've asked you every single one of these prediction shows, RJ. If it's not the War Raiders, who I guess it could be them, I don't really want it to be, but if it's not the War Raiders, who takes and who should take the NXT Tag Team titles from the Undisputed Era ultimately? I don't know if it's, like, their current end goal, because I, I, I don't think they're positioning these people right. I've heard you say this, too. I think I think it would most likely be the Street Profits. If it's going to be anyone, that would make the most sense. Um, they're extremely over. But I just, at this point, I don't think they're being positioned to be the ones that take the tag team titles off them. Um, maybe if they sign, like, a high-profile team, you know, a high-profile team from the Indies, it could be a, I just don't see anyone on the current roster would make a lot of sense besides Street Profits, like the Mighty, who cares? Um, <laughs> heavy Machinery, they stink. Stink! Um, who else is there? Like, I don't even know how else you could even think about, of oh, the Forgotten Sons. What about the Forgotten Sons? How could you forget about the Forgotten Sons? <laughs> they're so forgettable, I couldn't even remember that. <laughs> the Forgettable um, Sons. Oh, they're so bad. Um, but yeah, besides Street Profits, I don't, I don't know anyone I would say for a fact that, like, Machinery's like they're like cute and all, but like they don't do much for me. Like tag team champions, come on. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, it has to be the Street Profits. I, I wouldn't see anyone. I can't see anyone else taking off them or just like another team from like the Indies or something. RJ, that's way too logical. Why not? If we're if we're gonna go with that, why not having Machinery? I mean, the B team are Raw tag team champions. How much worse can it get? Or were tag team champions. Not now, but I mean, they were at one point. So why not prepare them for the main roster by just getting the jokes out of the way now? They, they shouldn't, that team should never make the main roster. That's terrible. Absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. Actually, I'm just kidding. I like I like Heavy Machinery, but they're not tag team champions material at all. But uh, nonetheless, I agree. I think the Street Profits should be the ultimate ones to take the titles from the Undisputed Era. Which is why, again, if they're announced for TakeOver, New York, Brooklyn 4, whatever the hell it's going to be. I think it's going to be in the Barclays Center again. Brooklyn 4, if it's Street Profits versus O'Reilly and Fish or O'Reilly and Strong, take my money. Because that pop is going to be amazing. Or they could have the Undisputed Era win and then go the end zone cast route where they never won the Dacton titles. Which I think would be a massive mistake. And then... And then um, Montez Ford goes on to become a rapist and gets fired from the company. And then Angelo Dawkins loses, you know, he breaks up with his um, diva girlfriend. And then he gets released too. And then he gains a lot of weight. Hopefully they don't go that route. 
um, a la Enzo and Cass. But in the meantime, Jeez, though. Yes, I'm too soon. Too soon, <laughs> too, man. Did you see that picture of Big Cass on the Indies? I have not seen it. I don't want to see that dumb idiot. Oof. Woof. I am shocked you have not seen it because it's not pretty. I, I thought you would love that shit. He does not look good at all. He does not look good whatsoever. You got to look up a picture either now or when we get off the phone because he looks he looks pretty poor. Woof. Does not look to be in good spirits whatsoever. The guy put on a lot of poundage. Someone called him Big Casserole, which was hilarious. And that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad he's gotten. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but it, <laughs> I feel bad for him. But it's like, do I really like... The guy was never really that good to begin with. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's that's pretty shitty. We... we <laughs> We pull no punches here on WrestleRant Radio. Sorry, fuck him. Uh, moving on here with the next <laughs> the next match. Oh, that was the last match. We're done here. It's only four matches here on the show. I'm losing it. Um, takeover. Any overall expectations for the show, Arjun, that you did not already discuss? I think it'll be a great show. I don't know if it'll be the best one. I think. I think. I think. We, which one did we talk about? Oh, New Orleans is the best one so far. That was a great show. Um, Brooklyn Four. I thought was pretty good. Um, Chicago. Chicago Chicago was a good show um, I think it'll be a good show I don't say it's the best I think it'll be probably a, it'll probably be like a top fiver I think even with the four matches I think they'll all well, they'll all be good so I think it'll be you'll have no like blemishes on the card I think it'll be a good show yeah I think so too I think it's going to be so good that Survivor Series once again is going to have its work cut out for on Sunday Um, some breaking news here before we go any further with the Survivor Series predictions um, I just saw this online somewhere, I guess, from at PW Stream on the Twitter machine, that WWE is reportedly considering going back to Florida for WrestleMania 36. Your two cents, RJ. Can't wait. Can't wait. Would you Dude. prefer? Would you prefer it to be in Orlando or in Miami? Big Cass is huge. <laughs> I told you, big casserole. Dude, he has huge man boobs. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. That's not good. That's so sad. That's it's really sad. That's almost as sad as Rick. We go back to we go back to your sign. I can see it now. Brutal. I no. I was just saying your your two cents on uh on on WrestleMania possibly going back to uh, Florida. Back to Florida again? Yeah, WrestleMania thirty six. It's it's being reported. In Orlando or Miami? Um, let me look at the report here. I'm pretty sure it can't be Orlando. They were just there three years ago. Let me see. Uh. Oh no! Wait, I don't know. It says they did note that Florida is is being talked about, even though they've done Orlando twice and they've been to Miami before. But they haven't been to Miami since twenty eight, so probably Miami. I can't imagine they'd be going back to Orlando so soon. Yeah. Listen, I'd rather go to fucking Florida than Miami, or not Miami. Um, Minnesota. Good God, that's another one being thrown out there. Who cares about Minnesota? One of the most irrelevant states in the entire country. Who wants WrestleMania to go to Minnesota, aside from people who live in Minnesota? Oh, my hey. God. You wore a fucking jacket outside for WrestleMania. Give me a break. I want to go to WrestleMania. Inside. What'd you it's say? <laughs> What'd you say? It's an inside stadium. Like it's, a, it's a dome. Still. Oh, yeah. It's probably a dump, too. I know you said a dome, but it's probably a dump, too. Oh, Minnesota. It's a brand new stadium. What is there to do in Minnesota, though? If they went to Minnesota, I'd definitely go. Stupid. Would not now, waste my money on that. Where else would you go to Minnesota, GSM? 
I would never go to Minnesota. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So if they had WrestleMania there, then you can go. Yeah, that's true. I guess you said before that these wrestling shows really open up new um new bucket list items in terms of places to go. Uh, we thought exactly. you, you know, but you, you'll never go to Minnesota. So if they have it there, then you'll they'll give you a reason to go to Minnesota. Yeah, I guess you guys looking at the PMA, not the uh, not the RMA, but that's fine. That's fine. Not the realistic mentality attitude, but that's fine. That's fine too. Um, so we've been. I mean, on that on that note. We went to Money in the Bank in Chicago back in June. We were at WrestleMania 33 in Florida, which you've already been there anyway, but for a wrestling show, you had not been there. Uh, Philly, we went a couple months ago earlier this year. Um, Anywhere else, aside from maybe Minnesota, on the RJ bucket list of places to see a wrestling show? Um, I want it. If I went ever went to Vegas, I definitely want to go see a show out there. Um... Any thoughts on Texas? Yeah, Texas. I don't know why the hell I'd be out there, but uh, <laughs> if it was like a WrestleMania or something, I'd definitely probably go. Um, but like I said, the warm weather's nice, but it depends on where it is. I don't want to go down to Florida again. We just I was just there. Yeah, um, exactly. But if it was in like New Orleans again, which I doubt it would be, but I I, I love I went there once. I I didn't really get to enjoy it. Um, I'd definitely be interested in going there. Um. I would have gone to WrestleMania 34 this last year, but I had to work, so I couldn't go. But definitely be interesting going there again. I think I already know the answer to this because we've discussed this before. But what about California, or is that too far for you? Eh, I went to, when I went to LA for the Red Sox trip. Yeah. I don't know. The flight wasn't as bad as I expected it to be, so I'd be interested. Okay. Entertain it. There you go. What about what about uh, Toronto? What about Canada? SummerSlam oh, in Toronto. I Dude, have you never been to Canada before? I've never been out of the country, no. Really? Well, what about WrestleMania in Mexico? <laughs> or is that too unsafe? Oh, unless it's in the unless it's in the Tijuana Bingo <laughs> Hall where Rey Mysterio used to wrestle, I could kill him. <laughs> you can go praise Eddie uh, Eddie Guerrero's corpse. Unless it's in the temple, then I don't care. Which is in California, so. You're Grail, dude. He just died. Come I on. know. <laughs> I was going to say. You shed a tear over his um fucking video package from 13 years I ago this week? I my eyes out. Mini Marceau. Eddie's dead. What would you say? I said, guy dies 13 years ago. GSM just poops all over it. <laughs> Good God. Guy was hardly a legend. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame because he just died. Give me a break. How stupid. Oh, my God. Randy Orton was right. He's not, he's not up there. Eddie's down there <laughs> in hell. Oh, most most the, ta- the tasteful thing they've ever done. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh my god, holy shit! They've done a lot of tasteful, uh, tasteless stuff, and that was definitely leading the list of stuff that they've done that was really really stupid. Oh my god, I was gonna I say, what'd you say? Got heat. It's all matter. Got heat. Exactly. That's all that mattered. Just like um doing the um not Los Guerreros. What the fuck was it? Um, Juventud Guerrero and those guys. We were just talking about it before. Mexicools. Mexicools. So it got a great reaction because people loved it. Because people, who's not gonna cheer for a guy named Super Crazy? I mean, come on, just because it gets a pop, so it's okay, right? Yep. The juice. <laughs> the juice. I mean, how can you not love the the Juan Deers? That's amazing. It's a great gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Not as, almost as sad as uh, I, I was gonna tell you this before before we go on. We're so off track here. Um, the big cast thing that's almost as sad that's almost as sad as Ric Flair wrestling in TNA after he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no money left. 
<laughs> he hasn't won. Did you see his amazing retirement from WWE? Jim Ross, yeah, he didn't know how to use his money. And then you just see clubs of <laughs> wrestling in his boxers and TNA. <laughs> I have to watch that again. That was so funny. Oh, my God. Holy shit! Yeah, he lost all his money. He had to go make he had to go make a paycheck somewhere. <laughs> Almost as good as uh, well, I can't do it. You do it better than I do. Well, it was Ric Flair's oldest son David from the wrestling hey, age. Ric Flair's oldest son David got the shit kicked out of him in a freaking shower. <laughs> we haven't seen him since. Never saw him again. Wait, wait, wait! I have a question for you. Was David Flair an NXT Tag Team Champion? Does he belong in the Hall of Fame too? I think he was an OVW uh, middle, uh, like a like a TV champion. He should go on. Ah. Ah. Well, you know, actually, I think he actually won the TV title not only in NXT. I think he won. I think he won in Smoky Mountain Wrestling too, which they're also counting for the Hall of Fame these days. So. I was just gonna say the Smoky Mountain count because they could. Exactly. Got to get Lance Storm in there. Got to get fucking um the Thrill Seekers. Got to get all the the Smoky Mountain guys in there. Dream Cornet's obviously on his way in pretty soon, as he should be. But I mean, if you count NXT, you got to count Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I mean, how can you not? That's where I met Goldberg. Did you know I interviewed Goldberg and he was from Smoky Mountain? Jeez, I didn't know that. <laughs> Told him I was a big fan of his. I watched all his work on Raw, WCW, ECW, Smoky Mountain. Thunder. All the all the promotions, everywhere the guy's ever been, I've uh I've watched his work. Everywhere the guy's ever been, Bill Goldberg. He said, except no questions about TNA though. <laughs> As he deletes TNA questions. <laughs> no, no TNA questions here, mate. Okay, boss, you got it. Me deleting the TNA questions. As I'm saying that. Holy shit, good times. Oh, I gotta resolve track here. Okay, we'll get a Survivor Series. Um, let's see. So we got the Raw and SmackDown shit. Um, starting with the kickoff show. I know this is already confirmed for the kickoff show, which is actually surprising. They're not doing Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali on the kickoff show. I'm glad that's on the actual show. Um, they usually do reserve the Cruiserweight stuff for the kickoff show, so it's cool that it's on the actual show this year. Anyway, though, um, on the kickoff show, we have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. This being the 10-on-10 um, tag team Survivor Series traditional elimination match. So Team Raw consists of so many thrilling tag teams, including the likes of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, The Ascension, The B Team, The Revival, and The Lucha House Party. Whereas Team SmackDown, the team consisting of many teams you forgot existed, <laughs> including The Usos, The New Day, Sanity, Gallows and Anderson, and the team that RJ forgot was even still employed before this past Tuesday, The Colognes. Um, any team you're pulling for here, RJ, what team are you looking for, uh, to survive this thing? Honestly, when you just listed off all those teams, I was like, how the hell is this even a match? <laughs> the teams on Raw are terrible. Like, Revival's the only team that's like, has any credibility, and they've been losers from, since they've been called out, they, every time they're on TV, they're losing, so, mm-hmm. like, every time they've got a chance, they lose, they God, my, that's brutal. And then SmackDown, besides it was still a new day, Sandy's but done absolutely nothing since it got called up. Uh, Luke Gallows and Anderson are just afterthought at this point. Like I said, they haven't done anything of relevance in months. And then the Colognes, I was honestly surprised. I saw their picture. I said, they, these guys are still employed. <laughs> no, I didn't even know they are in the company still. That That's how bad they are. I, didn't, I forgot they were still employed with the company. Because they so have that TV... Primo, I think Primo was at Greatest World, Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Besides that, I haven't seen them on TV probably since WrestleMania. 
I don't even think beyond that. That that net might even be a stretch too. I don't think beyond the greatest Royal Rumble. I know they had a match on SmackDown, like as they had that tag team title tournament on SmackDown recently. They were in that. They were in one of the triple threats a few months ago. Beyond that, I do not remember these guys ever being on TV. I really don't. I know one of them got hurt for like a year. But at that point, you just call it quits and just fire these guys because they serve no purpose on the roster. It is so sad that SmackDown has no tag teams to choose from. And then fucking Sanity, who have not been on SmackDown in months. Gallows and Anderson, who must be begging to be let go out of their contracts and then go back to New Japan and join the Elite Club or the Bullet Club, whatever the hell it is now. And then the Colognes, who just mean absolutely nothing and are likely there just to collect a paycheck. Um, I'm looking at this roster here, and I just can't believe that Bobby Roode went from being in the Survivor Series main event last year to being on the fucking kickoff show the next year as the captain of Team Raw. Like, that even matters for anything. Um, both tag team divisions are absolutely abysmal right now, to say the least. Just gun to head, if you had to choose one, I'm gonna just going to say Team SmackDown, because at least they have the Usos and New Day. Raw has virtually no one. AOP is like the only credible team on that show, and they're not even in this match. The Ascension mean nothing. The B team mean nothing. The Revival have been buried six feet under. The Lucha House Party are fucking... I mean, they're not losers, but it's like they just showed up on Raw, and they already feel completely non-special. The fucking Mexicals 2.0. And then Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. (laughs) Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. No one can give two shits about it. So it's like, dear Lord, just give, have the Usos and New Day survive. And that's it. Uh, any pick on who survives here, RJ? Yeah, I'm going to completely agree with you on that one. Uh, I'll definitely go with Usos and New Day. Um, damn, after you just read off the list, the Raw team's so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bad. How it's gr- so bad. The, you didn't so did, you didn't watch for all full length on Monday though, but did you see the highlight in which Braun came out and just destroyed the tag team battle royal? <laughs> I actually did watch like the first hour on, so I'm like literally burying every guy in the roster, all the all, all those tag teams, and I was like Jesus Christ! It just all those teams you named, like so besides the revival, they're all just a bunch of losers. Poor Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, like they like. Just can't, like, the Ascension, are you freaking kidding me? Like, they're so bad. B-team, <laughs> they were over, they are over for a second, not even, then. Sip of coffee. Got, got, hey, got a t-shirt, for God's sakes, and they suck. <laughs> this company with that, that, it's just like, hey, everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a t-shirt now. Yeah, pretty much, so, exactly. I'm going to go with the, the Team SmackDown, if they don't win, something's wrong. I, but I'll say SmackDown, Usos, and New Day. Something is seriously wrong if they don't win this thing. Bobby Roode and Gable, it's like, oh my god. these Both these guys lost to Connor of the Ascension in singles competition. How bad do you have to be to lose to Connor in, of, of the Ascension in, this, in singles action? I was thinking about this the other day. The, the entire Raw tag team division has been in shambles the entire year. We went from having Braun Strowman team with a 10-year-old child... As Raw Tag Team Champions. And then Hardy and Wyatt did nothing with the belts. Where the hell is that hot pocket eating loser? Oh my god, the guy hasn't been on the show in months. Um, but they were champions for a little while. And then we had the B Team. Ziggler and McIntyre last at a hot second. Rollins and Ambrose turned on each other right after they won the belts. And now we have the fucking... Now AOP, I like AOP, but they're not even in this match. So, whatever. Whole match is in. And it's really just a joke. It's a joke. It's a parody of what tag team wrestling should be. But, yeah, I'm going to go Team SmackDown here, too. 
Um, kicking off the actual show, I would have it be the Cruiserweight Championship match. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, unless you're going to position it towards the end as like a late-night show stealer, I would just have it kick off the show. I don't know why not. But Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, these two have, have had great matches all year round, including an awesome no-DQ match on 205 Live a few short months ago. I love Mustafa Ali. Um, Buddy Murphy just became champion at Super Showdown, so I'm kind of pissed they're doing Ali in this position just because... I mean, I think he should be the one to take that title from Murphy ultimately. And I don't think he's going to win it on this show. So I got Murphy going over, but I think if given the time it deserves and not five minutes long, I think the match could be really, really good and be one of the better bouts of the night. So I got Buddy Murphy still the Cruiserweight champion. Uh, what about you, RJ? Um, I won't lie to you. I, I haven't viewed 205 Live in a few months. Um, I know both guys. Um, but you do like Ali, though. I do know that. I do like I do like Mustafa Ali. I do like Buddy Murphy. Um, I guess I go with GSM logic. I guess if Buddy Murphy just won the belt, I, I don't think it makes sense to take off him. I don't know really who else for him to compete against. Like I said, I don't really view 205 too much. I'm not sure who on the face side he'd face. Um, but I'll go with Buddy Murphy, but I think Ali should get his time with the belt as well. I agree. I agree. Ali is awesome. He's really grown on me. I mean, the guy's got a good character, too. I think the, the promos that you were sending me through uh, the DMs a couple months ago that he was doing, I don't know what it was for, but he was really, it was really, really good stuff, and the guy's great, so hopefully he gets his time in the spotlight at some point, but I got Murphy still going over as the Cruiserweight Champion. Um, champions versus Champions match. Raw Tag Team Champions AOP versus The Bar, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This match came completely out of nowhere. AOP just became Raw Tag Team Champions like a week and a half ago. Um, the Bar won the SmackDown Tag Titles about a month ago. There has been no build for this match whatsoever. AOP weren't even on Raw this week. It's like this, they spent, they literally wasted fucking 10 minutes or 5 minutes, whatever it was. They devoted an entire segment, two segments actually, because the first one got interrupted. To a tag team battle royal consisting of teams that no one could give two shits about to determine all oh, the team captains like anyone gives a fuck. Um, so they do that shit. But AOP is nowhere on the show. It makes no sense. So I don't know why anyone would care about the match. It should be good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think the bar and AOP could honestly go in there and fucking kill it if they wanted to. We'll see. Um, of the two, does it even really matter? Like, not really. I'm going to say AOP wins just because... I, I don't know. I mean, just because they, they should be winning at this point. They should not be losing. Uh, so I'm going to say AOP, but uh, RJ, who goes over here? Yeah, I completely agree. This match just kind of came out of thin air. Like you said, I guess it is going with the theme of, like, champion versus champion, but there's been, like, zero build for this match. I don't, even, I don't even know if they've had any build at all. Like, I think they just said these two teams are facing off, and it's not like they've really addressed anything. I would say AOP probably has more to lose if they lose the match, so I'll go with AOP to win. Um, they're just like a young tag team, and they they could eat more. If they get more wins on TV, make them more credible. Um, the bar has kind of done it all at this point, so I would say give AOP the win, but if you're going to make them win, make sure they're on Raw. Bonus question. Of the two teams, or with both teams, which teams of the losers that we discussed earlier... Um, do you think will be the teams to take the titles from either AOP in the bar? Jesus Christ, Jason. Um, Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> or or do I give you the do I give you the scapegoat answer of just wait until Undisputed Era get called up? 
Just wait till Undisputed Era gets promoted. I I just don't like... I thought they might have been pushing Bobby and Chad, but I think at this point with AOP champion, I don't I don't see them losing the titles anytime soon. And with SmackDown, besides the Usos and the Bar... Uh, Usos and New Day, like... Who else would take it? Like, the clones, are you heard kidding me? Sandy's a joke. And Gallows and Anderson, I feel like their time... Like you said, they're waiting to go to New Japan again. Um... <laughs> I just don't see anyone else taking the titles off them besides like a fresh face. So, hey, maybe hell, maybe heavy machinery. Maybe Vince has a thing for Tucker Knight after his breakthrough performance at Greatest Royal. <laughs> Going by that logic, when do we see Dan Math on the main roster? <laughs> He'll be uh, winning the Rumble in a couple of months. Dan Matha or Babatunda? Or Babatunda, whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Bubba Tunda and that fat ass Asian Samoan wrestler that the Prince of Saudi Arabia thought was Yokozuna. <laughs> oh god, that's brutal. This company is in such awful shape; it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, just bringing Dan Matha and um, Bubba Tunda as the next tag team champions. Anything is better than the Ascension, the B team, the Colognes at this point. I'm just waiting for the inevitable, the inevitable pick of Gallows and Anderson taking a. Taking a selfie with the the, the the Bullet Club's Young Bucks just so they can get the hell out of their contracts because I can't honestly imagine. I think all their deals are up in January. I think it's Styles, Nakamura, Gallows, and Anderson. I think they all signed three-year deals. I cannot imagine why Anderson and Gallows would want to stay. They went to a better show in the Superstar Shakeup and they've been used less. I honestly do not think I've seen these guys on TV since we went to Money in the Bank in June. It's fucking November, and these guys have not been on TV since. That's really bad. So we'll see where this goes, but uh, I, I, I honestly see them jumping ship for uh, for better waters in Japan. Even if they want to take them back, I don't know why Japan would want to touch these losers. These guys have been buried since the day they showed up in the company. So I don't know why they would want to touch them with a 10-foot pole. But <laughs> um, I was going to say something else, but I completely forgot. Oh, yeah, Nakamura, too. I guess we'll get to him in a moment, too, but... I'd honestly be shocked if he didn't leave for Japan, too, at this point. Just with the awful, awful, awful R-Truth and Ty Dillinger matches that he's been forced to be competing in. Oh, my God. They got nothing for this guy. Guy went from being the next big thing to just another loser on the show with a title belt. Everyone gets a title. Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone gets a t-shirt. Everyone gets a title. That's the way it works in this company. Um, but we'll get to that match in a moment. Team Raw. Team SmackDown. The 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series Elimination Tag Team Match. Uh, Team Raw is consisting of, for the women, Mickey James, everyone's favorite right now, Nia Jax, the ever-awful Tamina, Natalia and Ruby Riot, um, taking on Team SmackDown's Asuka, Carmella, Sonya, and Naomi. Talk about a mixed mash of, cha- uh, of talent here. Oh my fucking God, this is unbelievable. So Alexa Bliss is not wrestling on the team. I thought she might. I guess not because she's still hurt or concussed or something. So she's not in the match. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey are not among any of the ten women in this match. And they're two of the best in the entire company for the women. That's really, really bad. You have Carmella on Team SmackDown. You have Sonya, who's not bad actually, but still. Natalia, Tamina... Nia Jax, like, what did we do to deserve this? Like, Nia Jax is so much shit on her right now. Oh, my God. This is a fucking disaster. But 
Of the two teams, I would have to say that Raw, even though their team looks awful on paper, I would have to say that Team Raw wins just because Asuka is the only real credible member of Team SmackDown. In that fifth spot, people are like, oh, what if it's Shayna Baszler? What if it's Nikki Cross? Like, people. You are setting yourself up for failure. You can shit on the company all you want. I just did two seconds ago, but listen, if you're expecting AJ Lee to come back, you are just setting yourself up for failure. When in reality, it's going to be the big boom blonde bimbo Lana just showing up to take the pinfall in like 10 seconds. So I don't know why anyone expects anything different. So it's going to be Lana or Peyton Royce. What'd you say? Mandy, maybe. Mandy Rose. I would like to see Mandy. Uh, I'm not counting on it. I honestly just think it's going to be Lana. I really do. Um, But yeah, I still have Team Raw going over here. Uh, What about you, RJ? After you read that, I was like, geez, this match is going to be brutal. Um, yeah, both teams on paper aren't too sexy. Uh, besides Oscar, SmackDown pretty bad. Um, Carmella. Who was it? Carmella, Naomi, Sonya. And Oscar. Okay, so yeah, basically besides Oscar, the rest of them. Oh, well, Naomi's good, but like you said, since losing. Since she lost the title, she hasn't done anything. Nope. Nothing. What, what do you mean? She won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Well, that get her. <laughs> they got through the trophy that looked like a fucking urethra or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> so, like you said, Carmella's just like, she's terrible. And Sonya, I like Sonya, but they just haven't done anything with her. It's kind of what they care, man. They just have done nothing with her, so whatever. And then the Raw team, like, obviously the two big idiots will probably, like, be the sole survivors. Like, anyone gives two craps. Love Ruby Riot, but they haven't done nothing with her at all. Hate Natalia. Done with that <laughs> shit. Hope they break her dad's glasses again. <laughs> hope they find the hope they find the golf cart when he was. <laughs> you say you hope they find the, they golf, find the cart? golf cart when he was the uh, security <laughs> guy at his uh, over fifty year old house and just demolished that while they're at too. And then <laughs> oh my god, James, she might as well retire at this point. I love Mickey James, but she hasn't done shit since she came back, so. Honestly shocked that uh, Natalia's on Team Raw over Alicia Fox. How did they choose Natalia? In storyline, dude, if Alicia, if Alexa Bliss is picking the team, why is why is Natalia on the team if Alexa Bliss does not like Natalia? At that point, why not just put on Banks and Bailey? That makes no sense. Why not just put on Alicia Fox? She's awful. That would have literally made this the worst team in Survivor Series history. If it was Alicia Fox, Tamina, and Nia Jackson one team, I cannot stress to you how bad that could have been. But, um, you gotta do the accent for me. You did it before we went on the air here, but you said the, uh, you said the golf cart. What about Natalia's mom? What would she be saying about all this? Oh my god, that dimwit. Your father, your father's got no interest. Like, anyone gives a crap. Oh my god, total divas is trash, too. <laughs> oh my god, your father. Oh my god, I can't. God, I can't stand Natty's mom. Her voice is brutal. I can't. They, I, like I have nothing against the dad, but I feel like they portrayed him as just like a dumbo on that show. <laughs> so Dude, how bad was it that he was always flirting with Lana, and he's like, she's like half of his age. How weird is that? Like Lana, come put some suntan lotion on my back. Like, <laughs> come rub some suntan lotion on my stomach, Lana, please. 
And she's like, oh, you you flirt. I love you. Like, what is going on here? Oh, my God. Lana and Natalia bicker more than anyone else I've ever met in my entire life. Like, oh, my God. It's almost as bad as Paige and Lana going at it for no reason on the most recent episode of Total Divas. Like, Jesus Christ. The bad blood of some of these women is just... <laughs> I can't get over the axe. <laughs> Go on, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, you father. <laughs> oh my god, the mom is so bad. The mom is so bad. She's so annoying. <laughs> oh my god, Daddy buys him a brand new house. She somehow floods the thing in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said like Natty shows up to dad like on the ground like dude just get up please. <laughs> oh my god, I'm honestly shocked they didn't show my didn't show him having the heart attack on the show. I'm honestly really surprised. Holy shit. Oh my god. Did you see that episode where the, the, oh my god, the parents like bought Natalia like underwear or something like that and she's like, what the fuck is going on? That's so uh, weird. Like you and TJ need some more romance. Like, <laughs> shut up mom. God, you're annoying. <laughs> hate the mom. She, her voice is brutal. And she's just so dumb. <laughs> you and TJ need romance like me and your, me and your father. Oh my god, I can't. As the dad's, like, trying to tool Lana. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. This needs to build to a Rusev-Jim Neidhart match on the uh, season finale of Total Divas. Oh, God, I would love to see that. I would pay good money to see that one. Oh, God, moving on. I don't know how I can continue. I think we just peaked with that one. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Champion versus champion match. Um, again, a match that really has had very little build in recent weeks. <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. It must have been just the echo from my phone. Uh, this match has had very little build in recent weeks, but it should be good on paper. Rollins and Nakamura, I think, can go in there and have a great match. I think it'll be more focused on Ambrose probably interfering, which is what I'm expecting because he's nowhere to be seen on the show. And they kind of played that up on Raw this week. Like, oh, how can you focus on Nakamura when you have Ambrose on your mind? Blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I think Ambrose will interfere, lead to a Nakamura victory. SmackDown should come out with the victories on this show. But based off what we've said so far, AOP's winning. The, AOP's beating the bar. The women are winning the uh, tag team elimination match. Um, I think we said SmackDown for the other tag team elimination match. So maybe it's more even than I thought. But yeah, we got knock. I'll say Nakamura goes over. And um, yeah, what about you? And also, did the segment on Raw this week when Ambrose burned the uh, shield vest, did that make you think of that Jericho promo from a few years ago when he burned the, the Y2AJ shirt? Or was that just me? Yeah, I, I I think I think that the promo, like you said, it, it, it immediately reminded me of the white two AJ promo and burning the t-shirt. It's kind of hokey. Very hokey. Very recycled. I felt and like it just like I don't know, like it didn't do much. Like Rollins, like like they just kind of made him look like him like wicked pissed and sad that he like, brought, like dude get over it. Like you burned the dumb vest, get over it. I know, he's like about to cry. It's like, dude, it's yeah, a he, like, vest. Yeah, to the back right after. Like, it was like a huge ordeal. Like, Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> I think this will be a great match on paper. Another match with a zero build. Like, 
And I, I think Shinsuke has to win because the guy hasn't done anything. Like you said, besides some terrible Ty Dillinger and R-Truth matches, what has he done? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So I think he'll win. Like you said, maybe Ambrose will get involved at some point. I don't think, I don't think Shinsuke will win like, on a clean way, but uh, I see Shinsuke has to win. Um, get some momentum back and maybe, maybe actually do something with the belt instead of beating pretty much jobbers for the belt. So I say Shinsuke. Yeah, I say Nakamura too. I think it's a must-win situation for him, and uh, hopefully it's a good match. Hopefully they're allowed to go out, go out there and have the match they're capable of. But yeah, I expect the Ambrose to go over. We'll see how the Ambrose Rollins feud progresses coming out of the pay-per-view. I expect those two to face off for the Intercontinental Championship at um at TLC in December. And our last elimination traditional Survivor Series tag team match of the night, five on five, Team Raw consisting of Dolph Ziggler. Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley taking on Team SmackDown's The Miz. Shane McMahon, the best in the world, of course. Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Um, this match is all sorts of fucked up. I'm not even really sure why Bobby's on the... I like Bobby Lashley, but to put him on the team over Elias is a joke. Shane McMahon being on Team SmackDown again for the third straight year is a joke. Because you know he's going to be one of the sole survivors. It's a fucking joke. An absolute joke. When that spot could have very easily gone to Andrade Sinanimas, it could have gone to Randy Orton, it could have gone to Rusev for all I care. Like, anyone is better than Shane, but whatever. Love me some Ray Ray. Joe is great. Love Jeff Hardy. So, again, I think SmackDown has to win this. I really do. Um, I think Raw has a better chance of winning because SmackDown has a more has a few more combustible elements. Miz and Shane aren't exactly in the best of terms right now. Um, Joe and Hardy have history. Rey Mysterio and The Miz have gone back and forth. So, even that being said, I still think SmackDown should go over because I don't think Bryant. I mean, we'll talk about the other matches momentarily, but I don't think SmackDown's winning the other matches I got going on next. So, I think they have to win here. And, um, especially with Braun being the X Factor, I think he should be the last one standing and maybe Miz either eliminates him or whatever. Anyone is better than Shane. I will say that much. So, I'll say that SmackDown wins it and the Soul Survivor is, uh, I don't know, The Miz, I guess. The Miz and, and Shane. They'll probably have Shane win and fucking survive because they're, I don't know, they're stupid like that. So, what about you, RJ? Uh, who, who do you think survives here? But like you so said, I think on paper, SmackDown has the better team. But like you so said, they do have, a lot of the people on that team do have history and, like, I could see, like, them, like, destructing and losing the match. Um, Storyline-wise, they kind of said if, they're kind of pushing it so if Raw wins, Strowman will pretty much get whatever he wants. So he'll get his match with Corbin and then get his match with Lesnar. I think that's the direction they're kind of going with. Maybe somebody said SmackDown. Like, you, I could easily see Randy only getting, interfering and, like, maybe costing Rey Mysterio, like, Dark King Rey Mysterio. And, like, so that gets him out. And, like I said, Shane and Miz might have their little beef and that could eliminate some more people as well. On paper, Raw seems not that good. Like, like you said, besides McIntyre and Strowman, like Lashley hasn't done much at all. Um, Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler, and I don't even know who the fifth person is. Who is the fifth person? Finn Balor. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> He's been a complete afterthought in the main roster as well. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think our paper, SmackDown, has a way better team with Hardy, Joe, Miz, Ray, and then obviously Shane, but uh, I think I think Raw goes over here. I was going to text you on Tuesday. I think I... Maybe I texted you this and I just forgot, or I don't remember. I don't think I did, but I was going to tell you, Ray Ray was not wearing the singlet on Tuesday. It looked great. I saw that. I did see that. I saw that. And, uh, 
and the highlights, he looks great. I don't know what I don't know what changed. I'm not even really sure why they gave him the singlet to begin with. Maybe they didn't trust. I don't know. He looked great at the Rumble, and then I was surprised they gave him the singlet back. And the other uh, the other Rumble that he was in, I think he wore a singlet. I don't remember, but yeah, I, I just that stood out to me on Tuesday. I'm like, hey, he's not wearing the shirt. This, and he looks really good. So hopefully they stick with it. And, uh, and you got to buy a shirt. Got to be new. Got to buy the new uh, Rey Mysterio shirt. I know. I need it. Need that shit. That is over like Rover right now. But yeah, I have Team SmackDown going over as well. Um, I was going to save this for last originally, but obviously it all got blown up with the events of this past week. Ronda Rousey competing against SmackDown Charlotte Flair. This is not a champion versus champion match. Becky Lynch is out with an injury right now um, due to the careless actions of Nia Jax, which is a rant for another day, which I talked more about on Hashtag SGSM on Wednesday, so check that out. But yeah, we are getting Rousey and Charlotte many a few months early because I initially expected it to headline and main event WrestleMania. Um, at this point, I'm glad that's not the case, because as we've talked about our, uh, ourselves, RJ, over text multiple times in recent days, the real main event of that show is Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, the fucking man. So the man versus Ronnie is what I would pay to see in the Mania main event next April. In the meantime, I got Charlotte and Rousey. Um, I still think Rousey's going over. She's going to win no matter what, but maybe we see a scenario where um, Becky helps out Charlotte afterward. And maybe they lay out Rousey, and I think that's more—it's—it's it's more likely now than it has ever been before. Because I know you were pitching that to me a few weeks ago. I didn't buy it just because Charlotte and Becky have been heated rivals for so long now. But they fucking hugged on Tuesday, regardless of whether people are fans of it or not. They're on the same page. I don't know if Becky's a tweener or what the fuck's going on, but um, they're—they've made up. So it's not completely out of the question for Becky to either be there on Sunday or help Charlotte attack Ronda Rousey, leading to the you know planting the seeds. For the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen feud that they've been wanting to do for so long now. So, despite the changes, I still think it's going to be Rousey going over, as she should. I feel like it would be an absolute major mistake to have Charlotte go over. Just for what? For absolutely no reason. If Becky beat Ronda, it'd be cooler, but it's fucking Charlotte. She has no reason to beat Ronda Rousey. So, I have Ronda Rousey winning here, and maybe they plant the seeds for something bigger for down the road. What about you, RJ? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think Ronnie's going to win here. Um, I like your scenario, like maybe uh, Ronnie wins, and then Becky and Charlotte, they end the show with Becky and Charlotte, like, like on top, like I said, maybe attacking Ronda, just, I'm, I'm assuming at that point, I'm assuming no one else would come out to help her, but ending, pretty much ending with, like, with Becky and Charlotte as, like, the, looking as them as the, over the big dogs at the end of the match, um, I think that's the best way to go, I, like I said, I don't. I don't want Charlotte to be the one to beat Ronda. I I think that's what, knowing WWE, that's what they'll do because they're so obsessed with Charlotte and Ro- Roman Reigns. So <laughs> yeah. I could so see it happening. But I think it'll be a good match. It kind of sucks how it's not Becky and Ronnie because I think they've built this into a great feud, even with minimal, pretty much minimal airtime. They really haven't had a lot of interaction, but the Twitter stuff's been great. And then. I think, at least from Becky's promos, I think they've been really great. I think they give her a lot of freedom with her heel character, so she's come off really good. Ronda, like I said, she's had some decent promos, but I don't know, nothing. I think some of the material they feed her to is freaking terrible. Like the millennial <laughs> man, like they're the same age. It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. Ronda's a millennial too then. Like, yeah. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Ronnie wins here. And hopefully they somehow plant the seeds to get them. Even I just want Becky versus her. I don't. I think WrestleMania is the perfect place to do it. Like you said, in the main event, 
if they don't do it there, maybe do it. Just give me them in the, give me them two in the main event. Build it up again and take my money. So, simple question for you: How hot of a star is Becky Lynch right now? Is she the biggest star in the entire WWE of all the active competitors at the moment? Oh, easily. I think it's not. It's her, and no one's even close. Um, and you know how the company is. Once you get hot, they usually don't run with it. But I was, I was completely. Sh- I wouldn't say completely shocked, but I was pretty shocked that on Tuesday when I woke up and looked at my Twitter feed, like WWE had retweeted like, a ton of stuff about Becky the night before. They posted like the picture of her all bloody and had like a caption and stuff, and pretty much like everything that had included her in it. They kind of pushed and endorsed kind of extremely surprised especially with someone like Becky who was given minimal chances especially being so hot over she was when she was a baby face so now I guess just her hair heel work they've been supporting 100% and I think like I said she's the number one face of WWE right now and I don't I don't even think it's, there's a close second which is pretty crazy considering where she was slotted on the card mere months ago losing to freaking Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and people like that, it's pretty amazing. But it's more a testament to the talent of Becky to get herself over, especially in that role. But, uh, yeah, she's super over right now, and it's great to see. So uh, I, I, I guess the rumors of her being too Irish or too lass or whatever it is by Vince McMahon are obviously not the case because they're running with her as the uh, as the face of WWE, even if her face is broken. So hopefully she's back in action soon enough. Um, but, yeah, I got Ronnie going over here too. Then we get to the main event real quick. Uh, another champion versus champion match that was altered after Tuesday. It's no longer Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles Bar 2. It's now going to be Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, the new WWE champion, for the first time ever on Sunday. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. We've never gotten Brock and Bryan before. Um, I think people were pitching this even four or five years ago, like a long time ago. So we're finally getting it. Um, a lot later than we thought, but we're finally getting it. Bryan is not a babyface, which is weird, but... Um, it's going to be a good match. Nonetheless, as long as it's not over in five minutes, I think this could be a fun match. I don't think Brian's winning, nor should he win. If Brock's going to go back to the UFC, it would be very stupid to have the guy lose to a guy that's not even half his size. I don't think that makes any sense. I know you got to suspend your disbelief with wrestling, but it's just not the case with this match. So Brock wins with ease, but I'm hoping it's a competitive contest. And Raw... I don't even know who I would have go over between Raw and SmackDown. I would say SmackDown, but I think I feel like I picked more Raw people to go over than SmackDown. So, whatever. But, um, yeah, I got Brock going over here. What about you, RJ? Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. It, it's got to be Brock here. Um, he destroyed a guy that's six foot eight, almost damn near 400 pounds. Destroyed him. Wasn't even close. <laughs> I have a guy that weighs a buck fifty barely. Um... Vegan. <laughs> Vegan. Uh, married to an annoying Bella Twin. You mean the one that hurt Liv Morgan? Who purposely kicked Liv Morgan in the face. Definitely. I'm the concussor. Um, Do nothing, Bella. I, I, just, I, 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 like, I don't even know how they even make this a match. Um, I just, like, especially after what Lesnar did to Strowman, like, does Brian get any offense in? Like, I, I, I just don't, like... If he does, it's just like a slap to the face of Strowman and prove how big of a fucking loser this guy is. Because mm-hmm. um, he literally, he had a, he had one kick in a six-minute match and got suplexed out of the fucking building. <laughs> got fived out of the building and lost in six minutes to Lesnar. 
how the hell would a guy that's less more than half his size half like it, it doesn't make sense i think i think brian i think you have to have brian get killed there that's the way it is it's, I, I, it's not gonna be entertaining it's just gonna be the way it is unless mm-hmm. gonna kick his ass yeah he'll likely just kick his ass it's a lose-lose because they want brian to do well but at the same time it's a it just makes no sense after what he did to Strowman in Saudi Arabia. Regardless of whether Baron and Corbin hit him over the head with a title belt, title belt or not. Who cares? For people using that as a crutch, wasn't this the same guy that got tipped over in a fucking ambulance and survived? Or got, like, burned alive and was thrown in the dumpster? Like, give me a break. One little belt shot from Baron Corbin's gonna hurt this guy? Give me a fucking break. So, that's not a good enough excuse. <clears throat> that's just the company being lazy. Brock being lazy, and I don't know what else, but the whole situation sucks. But I would still go with Rousey and Charlotte as the main event. I think Brock and Brian could be a good match if given the time, but I don't know. I would have stuck with AJ just because AJ at least put up a put up a fight last year against Brock, so there was a reason to believe he could do it again. But I guess they just didn't want Brock to lose to Brock. I guess they didn't want AJ to lose to Brock two years in a row. I don't know. I don't know why else you would do that, so... That was pretty dumb, but um, yeah, I got Brock going over too. Overall, it could be a good show from an in-ring standpoint. It has potential <clears throat> for sure, and a lot of the recent Survivor Series installments have just largely done nothing for me, and the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing, again, does nothing for me at all. I just really don't care about it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I feel like we're getting a lot of surprises on Saturday to a takeover Sunday. In these subsequent editions of Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday, respectively. So, um, before we head on out here, RJ, any parting words for the audience? Um, I think this should be a good weekend of wrestling. Like I said, I think Survivor Series in ring wise will be good. The builds have been horrendous. So bad. <laughs> but I think on paper, the most of the matches should be good. After you list off the tag team elimination matches, they sound horrid. I won't agree on that one, but I think the single matches all sound like they'll be pretty good. At least in in ring wise, it should be good. Um, I'm kind of pissed. Cian Almas isn't in any match. Instead of Shane McMahon, it's another rant for another day. But uh, <laughs> it'll be a good weekend. I'll be positive. Got to be positive. Got to be positive. We got Survivor Series on Sunday, Takeover Saturday, but more importantly than anything else. We got the big 25 for Mr. Marceau. So if you're on the Twitter machine, tweet him a happy birthday at R underscore Marceau this Friday, turning 25. Happy birthday to you, brother. Always happy to have you here on the show, breaking down all the big four pay-per-views, which has been our thing now for a year and a half. I'm hoping to continue that with the Rumble in January, so we'll be back here in the show for that. If not for the end of the year prediction show, not prediction show, but the end of the year award show, which is a... Uh, I've been an annual thing here on WrestleRant Radio for the best five years, so maybe we have you back on for that. But before I let you go, Mr. Marceau, i got to ask you one last thing. got to ask you, for the one last time, the impersonation of Natalia's mother. I just I can't stop. I can't get over that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Your father's got a new job, Natty. Your father. Oh my god, it's brutal. I can't. It's so nasally annoying. Oh god, it's so great. Oh, take my money. If I get that and Ronnie versus Becky at WrestleMania 35, take my money right now. Uh, I'll see you at WrestleMania, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, catch your ass down the road.
And on that note, guys, you can check me out on the Twitter machine at WrestleRan on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews on YouTube as well, YouTube.com backslash GrahamGSMMatthews uh, for all the content up there. And, of course, as I said at the start of the show, new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on NextDayWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, but also every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. Many of those episodes do feature Mr. Marceau. Uh, great times, as always. A lot of inside jokes, so if you don't get them, too bad. Always a fun time with Mr. Marceau here in WrestleRant and Radio. So, until next time, guys, enjoy Survivor Series weekend. We'll be back next Thursday with another all-new guest. Not an all-new guest, but a returning guest for here for WrestleRant and Radio to help me break down both TakeOver and Survivor Series, that being Clark, at the editor Clark on the Twitter machine. Check him out. He'll be on the show next week to help me break down the week in wrestling. Until then, guys, have a great one. I'm Graham Jason Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Yeah.